0: All right, guys, we're ready to go. G- guy, Guys, we're ready to go. Ransom, we need that cold open, buddy. Ran- Ransom? Ransom? Ransom! Ransom! You're listening to... <laughs> The Pittsburgh Pile Podcast.
1: All right, welcome everybody to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. This is Beef the Legend, joined this week by. Poot the Bard, Bebe, casual gaming, simp, casual gaming dad himself, Tiger Bomb Tom, and our special guest this week, <laughs> the mid card maniac, the bastard Pat. Pat, I, how you doing, buddy?
2: Good. Good to be on.
1: I truly, yeah, truly man.
0: thought that you were going to call him casual gaming simp. I you really know, okay, fucking <laughs> thought that's what was going to come out of your face. No, whole. man. Why? Why? No, man. <laughs> I, I got,
1: I got. I got no bad blood. It's all, say, it's why, all good.
3: Why, why, why would I be a casual gaming simp in the first place? I
0: don't know, man. I'm just, I got, someone's going to channel the ransom sir, here, and it might have well somebody be me. I don't have what, rum. Somebody... Shut up. I don't have rum. Oh, geez, okay. I don't have rum, but I've, got, I've got some Four Roses Special <laughs> Reserve <laughs> bourbon. Shut your mouth. I Four, swear. Rose? Four Roses. Damn. Yeah. My friend uh, Haas introduced me to it. So, and it also is really good for your throat, and it's good to help clear out your chest. And plus, it just tastes darn tasty. I'll
3: tell you what else is good for your throat if, if you want to simp here. Uh, okay. Uh, anyways. Uh, right. start, there it is. I'm Somebody gonna, had I'm, to do it. Listen, I'm gonna hey, I, listen, him, listen. I'm, I'm going to
1: start call, calling him Poot. Their patient, patient zero, baby, because he just can't <laughs> kick this fucking cold, man. No, man, nah, I fucking what,
3: can't. Poot, I had, I had to, I had to throw in that reference because whenever I wasn't on with the, uh, with the last episode uh you said something about the ghost of tiger bomb tom and his tripod i'm like <laughs> uh-huh. i wasn't even on the episode and you referenced my dick so i mean somebody had to do it so let's just get that thing out of the way now but we do and now we're what good we do around
1: here now just, we're good just, now, so now we can actually talk wrestling now that we're done talking just, about my dick just a bunch of dicks <laughs> talking about wrestling. That's that. That's us. All right. So, uh, really great AEW pay-per-view this past weekend. Um, if you ask me, it's an all-timer. I'm probably saying top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's just tough to compare because there's, you know, 30 eight years of history to compare it to so it's tough to kind of get an idea of where it's at but i can say with all due respect to all the pay-per-views that i've seen this is probably top 10 if not top five other AEW big news that happened this week uh we'll go over some of the fallout as well uh ransom is out doing ransom things so you know but before we get started i've been asked several times about stat standings for the march mega card (laughs) so with no further ado leading the pack i am happy to say is yours truly beef the legend boom with 58 uh following me very closely is Denny Fedor with uh, 57, uh, followed but closely by him, by uh, Dos Hermanos Lucha at 53. or Holy sorry, shit. 55. They got their picks then. They did. They're really good about picking AEW, yeah, but man. they usually fall apart whenever it comes to picking WWE or just forget. They're awesome. Noted. They're awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a tight race. And then just behind them is their current champion, Dave, allegedly, allegedly with allegedly. 53. <laughs> now, That's where things kind of start to fall apart, because then it's a pretty steep drop to the next uh, highest bidder, which would be the Maniac's better half, Amber, with 46. Good job. Then there's a pretty big cliff. Yeah, there is. And we finally (laughs) get to some P3 boys with (laughs) Poot and Tom. That's right, you guys are bottom half. You guys might even be bottom third. I'm I'm not a numbers guy, but Putin and Tom are tied with 40. We're the power bottoms. It took took some risks. Took some risks. It's it's not insurmountable. Uh, WrestleMania is a two-night affair.
3: Damn you, Chris Uh, Statlander, you cost me eight whole points, and and Thunder Rosa cost me a whole six.
1: Yeah, we every last person, uh, with the exception of Pat and Amber, got fleeced on Thunder Rosa, man. The the second... The second
0: that I heard uh, that AFI song, I knew I was fucked on that pick. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I Wait, thought they were going to swerve us and uh, they were going to give MJF that on, push. Okay.
3: Yeah, uh, we'll get there. I, we'll I, get I have there. questions because I, I unfortunately still didn't get to watch, but I looked, I, I, you know, I, I know the results. I'm looking over the results and, um, you know, seeing some things here and there after the fallout of stuff, so.
1: Finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our own mid-card maniac. He is at 36 points, so he's within a striking distance of you two. And then there's Ransom.
3: Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then there's Ransom. Maybe that's, Ransom why he, maybe that's why he's not here this week.
1: <laughs> Ransom has 19 points, guys.
3: Jesus. Ooh. Yeah.
1: He bet a lot Ooh. on Adam Cole. He bet 11 points on Adam Cole. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. So, the, uh, he, uh. Yeah, maybe, maybe just afraid to show his face around here this week.
3: I'm I'm so disappointed. I only put one point on Wardlow, but anytime I get to a crazy ass like ladder match and shit like that, where there's conceivably at least a good couple of options, and I'm really not sure, I'm just like,
1: I can't. Yeah, man, that's what that's one that's 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 what the one point picks are for. Yeah. So. Uh, those are our standings, like I said, we got uh, Stand and Deliver coming up, we got um, WrestleMania, uh, Two Night Affair coming up in the beginning of March, all rolled into one, so we'll see who is the top man or woman standing uh, when the picks go solid. But, for right now, let's talk about Revolution, boys. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't have enough superlatives for it, it was absolutely one of the best pay per views I've seen, one of the best wrestling pay per views I've seen in my life. Um it was I all you know, killer. All killer no it, filler. Exactly. Um so all out was noteworthy last year because A, it was CM Punk's first matchback, period. And B, they had the, you know, um surprises of um Ruby Soho, Brian Danielson, and um Adam Cole. So like obviously that is a banner night for AEW because they were able so to. That feels so fresh
0: too. That it night, sure does.
1: That night feels so fresh. But yeah. like last night, so and I, and I talked about it a little bit last week. Revolution has never let me down. Revolution has always been like in in December whenever different groups are talking about their card of the year, Revolution's always up there. It's always a great fucking wrestling show. And this year, I think th- – to me, this is the best – to me, this is the best yeah, AEW man. pay-per-view that they've put on. And like I said, one of the best five-ish all-time. Uh, what do you guys think? Tom, I know you said you yeah. haven't had a chance to watch, but what uh,
3: – So my I'll, – What's going I'll of my, what you've heard? Yeah. Well, I was going to say I, my, my only uh, – just looking at the results – um I know the the House of Black uh match got added on after we uh after we had already recorded our episode and submitted picks so uh but that but that's cool to see uh House of Black uh getting the win over uh uh Pack and Penta I... and uh and uh old uh Eric Redbeard there I, I guess that's what they're calling him but um I my only my only uh and it's not even really uh it's not even really a complaint um I'm surprised I'm kind of surprised that there were zero title changes at all from uh, from the tag team to, well, from the tag team to the women's and arguably the 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 AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, not surprised by Jade Cardhill uh, or Jade Card, whatever. I'm not surprised by, I can never say her na- last name right, but I'm not surprised that Jade uh, beat Tay Conte. Um Yeah, her. Um <laughs> I I always feel like I put in a, put in a D or I don't put in a right consonant somewhere. Anyways, um, I, I'm not surprised that Jade retained. Um, she's you know they they um I mean they they just got that title on her not long ago. It'd be way too soon to take it off of her, and it, the you know she's still undefeated, right? I mean ever mm-hmm. even before the mm-hmm. title. So, um, so you know she she's got a while for that, and I, I feel like that's um. Whoever takes that off of her, that's going to be a obviously a really big deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, from the sounds of everything and like the fallout that has happened uh, afterwards, um, it doesn't sound like anything that I would be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch it or anything like that. It's, it, it doesn't sound like there was a stinker of a match at all. Uh, in fact, there's some stuff that I specifically want to go back and really watch um i definitely want to go back and watch the uh the Kingston Jericho match. Uh I'd really like to see uh Wardlow uh you know winning the the Face of the Revolution match. Um the CM Punk MJF match. I'd, I'd like to go back and watch uh Moxley and Danielson. Um and uh, you know I'm sure other people by now by the time they hear this recording I'm sure they have either already heard or have seen but you know spoiler alert uh after the Moxley Danielson match, uh, you know, Regal debuting there. And uh, you know, I saw I saw the little um saw the promo that he uh that he cut now after the fact. Uh yeah you know, man talking talk your... about him coming. It's 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 uh it's it's a good time. I'm I'm excited to see where everything is going from here.
1: Do yourself a favor and just carve out like four hours and just bang through pay per view man because whenever man, you say that there's not a bad match in the card, yeah. You're one hundred percent spot on. Um, the baker Rosa match didn't quite hit the cylinders that I think everybody was expecting. Okay. I think... So, uh, well, before we get into all this, uh, Pat, did you watch the the, the show?
2: Uh, I caught highlights of it, and I knew it was going to be a great show Uh, when I went to go make my picks, because I'm just looking at these matches, and it was so hard to pick for this one, because uh, really... To me, it could have gone either way with about seven or eight of those matches. Mm-hmm. So I knew and, and I knew it was going to be a great show.
1: And that, that's, that's that's exactly what Dave said to me too. He's like, "Man, I have never had such a tough time picking a card." Uh, so yeah, and and that's that's the fun of it when you know yeah. that you're going to get great matches, and and the the winners of those matches are fifty fifty. Like when when you know that there's a shot that pretty much anybody could win any match on the card that makes it exciting poochkey i know you watched it what do you think big man well you know i was kind of in the
0: i was that was it that when i was on top of mount sickness um Hmm. uh, but however i did really enjoy it there were a couple times where i had to like i was sitting up here and i was like delirious so i had to go lay down for like a couple minutes but i get back up and i watch i loved every second of it. And it like, there were a couple times where it made me forget that I was sitting there just snotting and coughing and being miserable. I, it was, it was, I was sitting there under my blanket in the Poodatorium, you know, and I had, I had my little, I had my cup of water and I had my little snacky doodles and I was listening to it with my friends. I felt like I was back in high school and we were watching, uh, you know, whatever uh, Hell in a Cell or No Way Out or any kind of wrestling pay per view, and life was good. Like it, it, it took me back. It took me back to whenever I was like a really big fan and really loved it, and if and it, and it never stopped the whole time. Every match on that card was knockdown, drag out, great. Like Beef said. You know, we could we could nitpick and we could say that the the you know, the legs didn't get under Thunder Rosa versus uh, Baker as much as one anticipated. But, man, come on. Even whenever we're like, yeah, that one didn't really get out of the gate super strong. We still talk about it like it was great. I well, I was so.
1: I... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and I, just just real quick. So, from what I've heard, what I've read, the scuttlebutt is that Thunder Rosa was supposed to win, and like that changed at like the nth hour. Um, you know that 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 was like a game day decision, uh, almost almost McMahon-ish.
3: Oh no! Don't um, you, don't you put that even on Tony
0: Khan.
1: Um, probably because well, they saw I mean, the money you know, in Baker versus Card Cardgill. No, 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 no. He, the, Thunder Rose is probably going to win the title next week in her home down San Antonio at Saint Patrick's that, Day Slam. Maybe that's, well, that's probably why they did it then. Maybe, but like, I, I feel like some of the teeth was lost at that point. Uh, so it, plus, I mean, like MJF and CM Punk went through a fucking war. I, I can't like put it into words how amazing that match was. Like, the the haters will say that it went too long, and maybe it did. But, like, at the end of the day, they both told an, an amazing story in the ring. Uh, start to finish, this angle with MJF and CM Punk has been amazing. And fucking surprise, surprise, MJF and CM Punk, two of the best talkers in ring history, you know, having a great match. Go figure. But, like, they... So... Like they had a big bloody brawl, which again is what it needed to be right um yeah. and and Baker and um Baker and um Rose, Rose had to, had had to follow that, so that was an unenviable ta- an unenviable task for anybody out there, but like I you know the the crowd was. Yeah. At least more or less back into it by the end of the match, but yeah, I think I think Thunder Rosa losing kind of deflated the sales ever so slightly.
3: So, so, question for you: So, um, are are they did they announce on Dynamite um, that that Thunder Rosa was going to get another uh, another shot at the title? Then,
1: yeah. So on Dynamite, there was a number one contenders match between her and legit Layla Hirsch. And oh, okay. beat, She she mm-hmm. beat Layla, so she's facing. Baker next week, and Wardlow is facing the new TNT champion next week as well at St. Patrick's Day Slam.
3: Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised about uh.
1: Well, yeah, and we'll talk about dynamite. We got we got plenty of time here, gents. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) So here are a couple of hot takes from Revolution that I had. Um, Keith Lee sent Orange Cassidy into the fucking stratosphere. Um, and, and I don't think that that's all on Keith Lee. I think that that's on orange Cassidy and booking. I think that they said, Hey, Keith, we want you to see what you can do and just fucking pitch this guy. Like he did, like he did Isaiah Cassidy. Um, so he did. And orange, like, you know, took, went way too far. He got hurt. So he's out for a little bit, but Oh no, man did it look fucking awesome. Keith Lee <laughs> is going to be the man in AEW. he, you know, it, it's, it's going to take some time because they're still sifting through the new stars that they got it all out. Um, but you know, he's Keith Lee's going to be a big fucking deal. And, um, one of the other big things was, and this is pre-show, but that house of black match that you referenced with, uh, with, with Eric Redbeard, yeah. they made him look like a fucking monster. And they, they made him look unbeatable, they made him look like the fucking big show. Which begs the question, how how did WWE really mess Eric Rowan and, and, and Luke Harper up? Like every they, they were together because for fucking like seven, ten years or whatever. Be, and they never they, they, they couldn't figure him out. Because they didn't have
0: yeah, they're big guys, they're muscular guys, but the problem is they kept trying to keep them in formats and looks and everything that they that they wanted him to be in. Even when even when he was, you know, when he was running around as Luke Harper, you know, he still wore the the white the white wife beater in the jeans. Okay? I'm sorry, yeah. the white undershirt. I guess we we don't say wife beater. But like the, but the but but then and like Eric Eric Rowan, I mean even after they were the Bludgeon Brothers and stuff like that, when they went there separate like that, there was that little time, but for the most part he was running around faffing about in a jumpsuit. Like they didn't, and they kept giving them dumb spiders, and they kept, they, they, oh, they didn't, no. they, do you remember the fucking the dumb, spider? Jesus I Christ. I forgot about the dumb no. spider,
1: oh God. No, no. Right?
0: Everyone did. Uh, and and I just pulled that out of your subconscious to piss you off, because you should be pissed congratulations. off. You should be pissed off, because when I see someone coming out with that giant beard looking like a nightmare that could rip a phone book in 75ths, Okay, and wearing a tear shirt. That's By the way, now. Tear is a great band. Go listen to them. Um, the and and he just runs roughshod. That's what he should be doing. And he will. He never was going to be that in WWE. Never. So like, how can nope. they screw it up? Because all they see is laughy, goofy cartoon characters. If you know the movie The Mask. Go, you know the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Go read the comic books. There's a couple panels where it shows how the mask actually sees the world. And it looks like Toontown on meth. Like, that's how Vince McMahon fucking sees these guys. I went, I, heard, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went full corny there for a second. I did. I went full corny there for a second, motherfuckers.
1: And this is actually... <laughs> so, and but before we talk, to, you know, so I I, I want to get the... Uh, that, that I. I want to hear what you guys think was the match of the night for those of you that have seen, this, that have seen any highlights right over. But real quick, something that really stuck in my craw from the pay-per-view was Jade Cargill's entrance, which was amazing. Uh, she came out dressed as Jade from Mortal Kombat. Oh, nice. Like, how fucking cool. awesome. She she has fucking paid her dues. She's coming up the right way. And for being in the sport for three years, looks fucking awesome. Three but years? she came really? out. Yeah. She came out, and Jr. was like, "Oh, Jake Carter looks like a superhero," and
3: oh, Jr.
1: Excalibur goes, or a Mortal Kombat character. I'm like, man, Jr. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about, just shut stop. the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I get that you're paid to talk, but for fuck's sake. Like <laughs> I, I heard that, and it drilled into my head, and I'm like, "Fuck, Jr. Please retire. Please go away." Um. So, um, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I, I, I cannot say enough good things. You need to go back and watch Revolution if you haven't. Find a means to do so, because hopefully it'll, be on, you know, hopefully the AW will be streaming soon, and it'll be part of the library. It's fucking incredible, um, but real quick, I want to get you guys' thoughts on what the match, or what you heard, or the scuttlebutt was of what the match of the night was, uh, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll give you mine. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Pat? What, what have you heard? What, what, what have you from, from what you've seen? What's the match of the night? I uh, oh, probably have to be CM Punk <laughs> against
3: MJF.
2: Yeah,
1: sorry, uh, he's on the same I'm... thing
3: I did just now.
2: Goddamn you, Poot. I still. Feel... <laughs> The thing that sticks in my craw though about that one is I don't understand why punk won. I can I, I mean,
3: can I can clue you in on that after you're done though. Okay.
2: Yeah, when because I mean right now I'm seeing MJF as like the heel of the company. Like he is gonna be the number one heel in AEW because he's just so good at it. Yeah. Um the only other really bad thing that I could say about this pay per view. Is that, and I love her to death, but my wife has no idea who any of these wrestlers are, and she still picked better than me.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that dude—that's dude, the equivalent. Don't worry about. It. Don't feel bad. That's the equivalent of when you were playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, and someone would just high punch, 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 button mash. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I mean, so this I, I, is uh, <laughs> this
1: is hold on, this 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 is pretty topical. Stop imposing your will. Those. How, no, how many people grab the fucking March Madness brackets and just fill them out based on name alone? Like, yeah, like that's 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 the equivalent. And you know what? Sometimes chalk is good. Go yeah. ahead, Tom. Oh, what's, your, so, what's your? I'm sorry.
3: No, uh, but to to Pat's point about uh, why CM Punk uh, would win over MJF, um, I've, I think you uh, they realize that there's still legs for this feud, so now it wouldn't surprise me, and I think, um I was I was listening to some busted open and I I I always really enjoy um, you know hearing hearing the perspective coming from somebody like like a bully Ray or whatever um, who seems to you know at times I don't always agree with the, what he has to say but in this case I think it makes sense uh, I I can't remember if it was him or Dreamer that said like. Um, in this instance, or it might have even been one of the other guys, uh, the, uh, not not uh, Dave LaGreca, but whoever else that um, that hosts or co-hosts with them. But they said you could have Punk go over in this one. Um, and then actually just kind of leave it alone for a little bit. Let things simmer. And you can always come back to it later on, like back at an All Out or something like that. Because there's st- still kind of the... Almost, if you really want to think about it, you know, if this were WWE immediately the very next thing at all in you'd have some rubber match between cm punk or mjf or you'd have it a couple you know next month sometime on dynamite or whatever but realistically you could leave this simmer for a little while and revisit it um you know and punk can kind of go do his thing and be like you know what hey i i beat him in the dog collar match i put it i put this thing to bed and mjf can just kind of let it fester and stuff like that be like no no you didn't and eventually come back and do heal things and reignite the feud but it 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 at least it at least leaves it it leaves it open-ended because they both have gotten a win over each other um so there's still that rubber match to be had but it you know it leaves that story open-ended but it allows them to go to both go on and work with other people and do some other things yeah. for now. So I, I think personally, I think it's a good move that they, that they had punk go over a, a good, a good example of 50, 50 booking there.
2: Okay. Well, that makes sense. Man.
1: Well, yeah. and and I mean, at, at this point, yeah. I think that MJF or punk could really eat a pinfall. Neither one of them are going to be hurt at all by right. losing. Right. Um. You know, I, I, I don't know who made the decision. I mean, obviously tenant con, but I, you know, I, I, the the high level meetings about Punk losing in Chicago, and then winning at the pay per view. You know, obviously, you know when when you have a big angle, you want to have the the babyface come out on top. That's 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 wrestling booking one hundred and one. Uh, whether or not you believe in babyfaces or heels is is irrelevant. The good guy should win at the end of the day.
0: Well, it, um, I, I mean, yeah, you're, uh, you're not wrong. Never mind. Go ahead. Go on. Finish your thought. I'm sorry.
1: And 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 um, but like there There's that element, and then I mean obviously I think that punk losing in Chicago allowed them to have a killer brutal dog collar match at uh revolution, so I think that that you know the the reason why punk went over in that match is because he had to lose in his hometown to set up the match, so yeah, I get it you know- th- Tom said it perfectly fifty fifty booking done right, and when it is done right it it works well it and works it's, it's not yeah. even.
0: It's not even just the 50-50 booking aspect of it. It was, uh, I mean, ever the stars aligned for everything for Punk to come back and tip, uh, you know, tip his cap to his Ring of Honor days with uh, Miserya Cantare. You know, coming out mm-hmm. to that—that that was huge. That felt yeah, great. And then, of course, he even good. And uh, like, and then having after the match having cult of personality because like beef said, you give the people what they want. You know, they want to sing cult of personality. They want that punk went deep to, to bring back that, to beat MJF in this match. And then he could kind of relax and get back to who he is. You know what I mean? And, and, and and like just the, the amount of storytelling that two wrestlers can do when they're given the reins and they're given the tools like that is phenomenal. And there's a press conference with him and Tony Khan after the fact and Punk almost the whole time is crying. Almost the whole time is crying cuz he's so happy. That is a man who loves what he does and is and loves being back doing it. Like it's just go go watch it. Just go on YouTube and 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 look for look for that thing. It's it's
1: phenomenal. His uh, his Punk's attire by the way was the exact same attire with a little bit of updating that he wore in Ring of Honor in a dog collar match against Raven. Oh so, really? Uh, yeah, they replaced yeah. the oh. skull and crossbones with his uh, with his dog. With Larry, yep, with Larry. So like, yeah, um, <laughs> really, really cool to fucking see that and like that oh. dude, you know, remembers his roots and yeah, like the f- the fact that just bought Ring of Honor, like everything just kind of came together perfectly for that.
3: How was the uh how was the main event in your opinion, since uh, for those of you that watched it, uh, you know, Hangman versus the, uh Adam Cole?
0: The only complaint the only complaint I have is that very slightly the audience overstayed their welcome on the whole let's go Adam, Adam sucks thing.
1: Yeah, that it was funny for a minute and then you know, it wasn't funny. But then in family guy fashion it came back around to being funny again where they were like, um, this is Adam. That was a good one. And um, <laughs> fuck the fight! Fight for Adam! <laughs> fight for Adam was another really good one. That's awesome. Um. So yeah, I I I, I agree. There, there there was a little bit of schlock to it. It was okay. Um. It wasn't match of the night. It was what it needed to be, which was a hangman beating pay. Hangman beating Cole. Uh, <laughs> hangman
3: beating Page. He right? beat himself. Um. I maybe think later could, on I didn't. I didn't think you could do that. <laughs> on a paper
1: um he uh you know he got i like the dick references are still here of course because that's what we do we're, we're 16 um he uh he he looked a part of a dominant champion that's good. um but 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 left some like you know you know adam cole came out on dynamite and was like hey i give you everything i had and i took you to the limit like no one else has before even though brian danielson took him actually to the Dude, limit, the literally. Limit. Yeah. Um, but that notwithstanding, like, you know, it, it definitely leaves the door open for some more Adam Cole chicanery. Yeah. Um I so I don't know that I can make a match of the night, because there were a lot of great candidates to tag team match. I don't think it's enough love. Um obviously with dragon, the young bucks is gonna be an amazing match. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus killed as well. But I mean Mox and Danielson was everything that I wanted it to be, everything that I needed it to be. And like at the end, like the the match happened on like a roll up. Like Moxley rolled him up and caught him by surprise. And they were looking to get get started again and then fucking out comes William Regal. Like, you know, being all William Regal and I, uh just looking yeah. like he he look looking look look looking look like he had a patch of uh, or a a bag of sour patch kids before he came out. And um <laughs>
3: Now I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta interject with that to your point of the what you just said right there. That's a perfect example of good. I don't know who the Booker of the match was, uh, you know who who helped the two of them put it together. But I will say that is probably per- real. <laughs> if possibly, we're being honest, yeah, it, honestly, I yeah, mean, it could be. On, um, but right there. That's something. That's a perfect example, and this is not a slam against WWE in any in any way, shape, or form. When I say this, because you do see it from time to time in there too. You
0: can go ahead and slam him. You just you go ahead uh, and do that. But but
3: but this is a perfect example right there. Moxley beating Danielson with a roll up. um, That's a perfect example of you know like good storytelling. Like John Moxley, the not traditional quote unquote. Uh, wrestler, not the traditional tactician or anything like that. Beating Danielson, the wrestler, with a wrestling move—that's that's perfect. That's 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 wrestling psychology one oh one right there. That's all I wanted to say on that.
1: <laughs> and, and it was—I think—I think the part that really, really made me set up and and start being like, okay, this is this is something special. They both did like suicide dives to the outside. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, fuck this," and it just evolved into a hockey fight. They just like grabbed each other's collars and started bashing away at one another. That's when I think it, it 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 went over the line of like, "Okay, this is this is becoming really amazing." Um. So, uh, final thoughts on Revolution, gents.
3: Uh, I'm excited to go back and watch it as soon as I have four hours of my life to carve out of it. I I know I could have today uh with uh, being off work uh but quite honestly i slept till like 11 and then didn't get out of bed until like noon because fuck it you need those days every once in a blue moon sure so do. um but uh, but I, but hopefully i uh, i plan to carve out some time tomorrow in the morning late morning uh you know before i have to go get my kids and stuff like that to uh to catch some of the highlights and catch some of these matches i really really wanted to see
0: so, yeah, man. Um well before bef- but like my piece, I'm just saying if you didn't watch it, you're stupid and dumb and you should go back and watch it. Um now obviously Tom, Tom, you're excluded from that That's because you've already said that you've that you uh, that you that you're going to go watch it, you're going to carve out time and make it. Guest host Magoo, I'm I'm looking at you for that. No, the uh, no, Pat, like the actually you're the reason why I'm going off on this tangent. Pat, I I actually want to ask oh. What yeah. potential do you see happening with the Regal Moxley Dan, uh, Danielson pairing? Like, where do you think they're going to run with this? Because we've all kind of speculated I, on it oh. a little bit. Like we've we've kind of you know you know talked about it independently. We've kind of like said, and then whenever we we were talking on uh, the night that we were watching it, beef, we were kind of like, oh man, what's going to happen with this? What do you think is going to come of this?
2: See, I. Don't know, and that's what the exciting part about AEW is, is. It can go whichever direction that they want to take it in, and it's going to be worth watching. So whatever they decide, I am 100% down for. Fucking preach.
1: Uh, I'll I'll say this, <laughs> um, and 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 we're going to get into dynamite talk here in a minute. But obviously Garcia's oh. got his own thing going oh on. Oh my. <laughs> um. I love, no, I, I, love the, I, I love the preemptive I, I exact agree. phrase. I already. I, I agree, and I'm, and I'm and I'm super excited to start pissing some Wheaties here, but um, <laughs> the um, so so Garcia's spoken for, but I mean there are still plenty of young guys out there who who or girls, fucking legit Layla Hirsch would fit right into that stable. Like they pull her, her in, and she's a fucking champion within a year,
3: guaranteed. Wait, wait, wait! Um, you mean in the in the stable of Regal Danielson? Exactly. And- and- no. Yep. Now, but now, but didn't you just say that uh, that Layla Hirsch was kind of just starting on a bit of a, a a heel tear? Like yes. So, do you think that they would bring in a female heel to essentially what's going to be a face stable?
1: Um, you know, I don't. <sighs> I mean, so I, I know,
3: I, I know. Going way back, we're in, in AEW. We don't have faces and heels. No, listen to any to well, any good story. There's a protagonist. There's an antagonist. So call it a face, heel, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean?
1: Technically, Danielson was a heel whenever this mishmash started. Okay. So, um, you know, it's it's real easy to go from like being the serious, angry heel. To being like the I'm gonna kick your ass face, okay. like the 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 Braun Breaker minus the you need to smile more kid. There's a there's a dig. There's a there's a spoiler for 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 the next show you're gonna listen to when we talk about Raw and fucking how they're treating Braun Breaker. But um, bottom line is I, I think I think that, that legit Layla Hurst would fit in perfectly there. Um, you know, Dante Martin's another one. I, I know that his style is completely different from either Moxley or Danielson, but I think that that's what makes that pairing so incredibly fun to watch is they're they're kind of like the odd couple, like Moxley's the guy that's all fire, all like excitement, all like I'm going to beat you like, and I'm unf- going to staple your unfocused violence. Yeah. Yes, and Daniel is the guy who absolutely fucking like you know he focuses his chi, he's fucking centered, and he goes out there and he just fucking like wrestles you till you're crying. That's why that pairing is so fun. So I think adding in a completely different style than those two all together could 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 be fun as well. Okay. Well. So, as we are talking about dynamite, or as okay. we're talking about AEW, let's talk about dynamite. So you come off of um i'm I'm gonna stand on my soapbox for a minute get get ready here here's beef's legendary letdown it's been a minute it's been a minute oh fuck throwback come off of
3: (laughs) as he says with a half
0: mouthful of food
1: it's not just food
0: i'm an adult man now so
1: i got myself some cocoa puffs suck it There you go, man. <laughs> fucking, fucking 9 p.m. Cocoa Puffs. Hey, 9 p.m. Cocoa
0: Pebbles, man. I've been eating nothing but, like, soft food and, like, tea for the past couple days. Suck my dick. I want some Cocoa. There, <laughs> there was no insult.
1: There was. I, <laughs> I, I was big cereal <laughs> 9 p.m. Jesus.
0: So, so roused. Jesus. Oh, oh, it's the ransom. Hey, I'm sorry. It's the ransom effect. I
1: love you, boys. Continue, beef. Give us that letdown. Yeah, so, <laughs> soapbox, you That's come the off of... Effect. It is. You come off of the biggest pay-per-view of your history being talked in hushed whispers as good as some of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. And you put together a show that was okay. It, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. But my my my, my problem is not with the show. My problem is with the debut of mm-hmm. Jeffrey Nero party oh. and they made sure to say his oh. name eight times the full thing. So whatever he turned into their brother Nero, everybody's like, who's that? No, like we're, you know, they, they fucking J.R. pummelous over the head. So here's the thing, man. And, and, and I may be the asshole, like, it, it's it's generally well-received on, like, the Internet Wrestling Society right now. People are you're like, oh, i like to see Jeff Hardy in AEW. No, man. No. Jeff Hardy has no fucking place in AEW. He is sloppy. He is a danger to himself and other wrestlers. He is erratic. And he is a never- was and yes i understand that jeff hardy held the fucking world champion wow and, and yes, I, I i think jeff hardy even held the wwe title he but did i i did. still say he was a never he was he is a one yep. hit wonder yep, if there ever was yeah so i don't like when you have a guy like fucking brian cage sitting at home twiddling his fucking thumbs when you have a guy like joey janela who can't show hurt. up he's not
3: brian cage has been doing uh work for other uh other places because i've oh, been miro's, well.
1: miros hurt brian cage has not there they just have nothing for him like where's lance well. archer been like when you have people the caliber of those kind of guys and you instead, Dan Housen, you signed Dan Housen and you put him on the, he, he's a fucking escort. Oh, who did he, he's who still, did he curse? Who did he curse Dan the Housen is still uh, healing. I, I don't, I don't, I think I may have been rookie Starks. It was Ricky okay. Starks. Point, Dan Housen is still healing up from his injury. Yes. My point here is that you have a litany of guys and gals that absolutely need more spotlight because AEW's roster is getting bigger. And better, but so you're gonna carve time out for the fucking Hardy Boys, a a thirty year old niche gimmick that is only only successful because they can jump off of things and go through tables real nice. Where the hell is you know Omega? Where the that? hell is Omega been? He's hurt. He's, oh, he's okay. working on some injuries. Um, you know who else jumps to jumps off high things and goes through tables? Sammy Guevara. Spotlight Sammy Guevara. You know who else? Darby Allen. S- Spotlight Darby Allen. Fucking Sting. A sixty-year-old man dove off of an awning through a fucking table at Revolution. Oh wow. Focus on Sting. You know who doesn't need to be there? Jeff fucking Nero fucking Hardy. All right. Fucking. Before,
3: but before before Pat gets into this, because I know I I know this is what he wanted to talk about too. I- I'll play devil's advocate. For a moment, only a, a minute second and say that they did have uh, Darby Allen and Sting come out to help out Matt whenever uh, Andrade had uh, private party turn on him and stuff, which which uh, which we probably should have all seen come in anyways, um, which I, I, I guess kind of lends credence to beef saying like it wasn't the greatest show, wasn't the worst show. But again, that's like that's one of those things. You, if, if you pay if you pay enough attention to. The dirt sheets and and you know and you were paying attention to jeff hardy god knows why but uh just for informational purposes you know he he had said he wanted to come to aew this and that you know uh uh darby and sammy and sting get the win at revolution you know now andrade i'm sure is pissed so then they have you know him and matt have their fucking thing in the ring and you know matt gets the thumbs down all around of course of course this was gonna fucking happen unfortunately and yeah i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely in line with beef i don't give a shit about jeff hardy like listen you know who likes jeff hardy fucking 30 and 40 year old women that used to and or still shop at hot topic get over it
1: i'm so pissed myself i i I I wanted to throw out the fucking Mike Adamley line, Jeff Harvey, but I was so fired up that I forgot. Pat, Perfect. keep talking about how much of a fucking disappointment this is. Go. <laughs> I, uh, uh, oh, oh. Don't, don't <laughs> get me wrong. I love Hot
3: Topic, by the way. So.
2: It makes
1: <laughs> not <Jeff> my <laughs> head hurt
2: just knowing that Jeff Hardy is back in any kind of wrestling ring. He is past his prime, if he even had a prime. He's too old to be doing the stuff that he does. There is no wrestling organization that needs him, especially AEW. Like you said, he is a danger to others. He is a danger to himself. Jeff Hardy should have been gone five, ten years ago. And the fact that he is still in a promotion and being featured boggles my mind. It's like being in the twilight zone of wrestling.
1: When Jeff Hardy is sober, he's sloppy and dangerous. When Jeff Hardy is sober, those yeah. words don't go together. They're like polar opposites because Jeff Hardy is never sober. Oh, all, right, all, right, all right. All right. All right.
0: I'm tired of listening to the Fox News of Wrestling. I'm fucking tired of this. So, okay. Listen, am I the biggest Jeff Hardy fan in the world? No. I've always liked Matt better. Do I agree with the fact that you guys are like that Jeff Hardy should have hung, hung it up a while ago? Yes. But the thing is, whether you like it or not, he has done both a lot of notable, he's done a lot of notable things, both good and bad. Let's not forget. He was standing in the ring with sting directly across from him. Remember what him and sting did last in the ring? How awkward was that? Yeah. Like, that right? how, how awkward? Yeah. How, how, right. how awkward did Steve Borden feel? Steve yeah. Borden. Steve Borden had to. Uh, yeah. Now, but hear me yeah. out. You guys are basically talking about Jeff Hardy, like like he has done nothing of note ever in wrestling, and that all he does is sit backstage, shove meth into his dick hole and ch- butt chug jack daniels like you guys you guys are like you guys, you guys are going over the top with the amount of fucking hatred that you have for jeff hardy i'm sorry you don't like him but you can't deny what he's done and the the matches and the moments that he's put on is he now a danger to himself yes But, like, he's always been a danger to himself. Everything he's ever fucking done in the ring, scrap that. In his life, he's been a danger to himself. If they have the confidence in him, if Matt's even said he doesn't have much longer in the ring, I think this is a way for Matt, I don't know about Jeff, but I think this is a way for Matt to close out his career with his brother the way that he started it, with his brother. I think that they're going to do the the Hardy Boys thing. I think they might do a la little, sp- a, a little, a little uh, stretch of the broken thing, and then I think eventually they're just going to hang it up. I, I or at least Matt's going to hang it up. But like Jeff, until he does something where he kills a man, people in the wrestling world. Are gonna fucking love him because he is he he has that X factor and not yo you dealing with the X factor like the the um like he he has that thing that people just look at him and love him it's that it's that 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 cool X factor that a lot of people don't have and is a lot of it parceled out because he is a spot monkey. Yes, but when he isn't doing the spot monkey stuff, right? Whenever, what, the whole broken thing, that was Matt trying to beat that out of him and calling him spot monkey and everything. When Jeff dials it back, he's actually really good in the ring. The fundamentals are there, and he can do it. It's just that's not what gave him his fame. So, I just I'm I'm sorry you know, I'm sorry I got no, no, so no, heated not. at the beginning of that but my god you guys are just sitting here
1: just being like Jeff Hardy's nothing Brooklyn Brawler's well, better you know what? where's Guess, Gilbert I am right now <laughs> I am right right now I am on my WrestleMania kick and I'm right about the time of the Hardy boys like excitement you know uh, 16 17 18 19 etc Here's the thing: The Hardy Boys didn't win those matches. The Hardy Boys didn't win a big WrestleMania match until WrestleMania 34, which is when they came back because Matt Hardy was the important one. I because know, Matt but so, so Hardy. fucking what? They were there and they did shit. You're That's acting like saying, they though. weren't there and they didn't do shit. So here's the thing: my my impetus is dead. And, and I and I understand Jeff Hardy has had a storied career. I I and I and I'm not besmirching him. I'm saying that him taking a spot away from another guy on the aW or gal on the AW show is damn near unforgivable. There's no spot in, in aW for him right now. That's where I am that that's where all my venom is coming from. And not only that, but let's be proactive as opposed to reactive. You read this guy's fucking rap sheet. it It reads like a fucking NFL player. You are basically just sitting on this time bomb. Hoping that you're cutting the right cord at the right time, AEW is a burgeoning company. Yes, they are successful, but they are still new. The last thing that they need is negative publicity, which is Jeff Hardy's real middle name: Jeff Negative Publicity Hardy.
3: I mean, I listen. I I get where Poot's coming from. I'm now now since Poot's been channeling the inner ransom, I'm going to channel the inner Poot and try to play Switzerland here. So. I, I get where Poot's coming from. Like, you can't deny, you know, the accomplishment the accomplishments that Jeff Hardy's had. I will I won't take that away from him. But when it comes down to it, I, I I'm I'm with Beef on this one about being proactive rather than reactive. Like if I, I'm honestly surprised I'm I'm honestly surprised that WWE let alone any other wrestling promotion uh took Jeff Hardy back in after the shit that got pulled um you know in impact or whatever uh you know him showing up drunk to a fucking show to the match to the ring and everything um i i know that uh i i know that historically uh wwe has uh you know helped guys through like rehab and stuff like that like the, or at least they tried to like with hall back in the day and stuff like that. I, I you know, I get that trying to do right by these people and, and helping them out just to be a good person because that's the, the, hum, the you know, humanitarian thing to do or whatever. But you got to remember, it's also still a business too. so I, I personally, I'm, I wouldn't have wanted to bring in somebody that could be such a big liability like a Jeff Hardy. I, I get it. Uh, yeah people still pop from him and i gotta say i'm surprised that he that he had the fucking hardy boys music coming down coming down to uh you know whenever he did his run-in which by the way so like hold on hold on on, let me finish i wasn't surprised i was surprised that they that they uh you know that they have the the hardy boys music because i thought i i would have figured that that was owned by wwe number one number two that run in down there was fucking stupid because like Poot posted in the Discord, fucking Jeff Hardy like dancing his way down the ramp. I'm like, what are you doing? Go save your brother.
1: Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? That like that just kinda that that's seemed, that that's the only like point that I'll stick out from. That that's the only point that I'll stick up from on is that he was probably taken in the moment because he's probably pretty <laughs> fucking exciting. Listen, I if that if that was gonna be the
3: case, I I don't know. Fucking it's, do it another time. Like I, I, I feel like that's just, that's just like kind of a bad choice. Like in the, like if you're supposed to be coming to, to save your brother in the moment, you're not going to stop to like pose or whatever at the top of the ramp, or you're not going to stop to like do your little fucking stupid dance down the rampway. Like just fucking get down there and then take in the adulation afterwards, you know, hit the ropes, or whatever, hit the turnbuckle and fucking throw up, you know, your shocker sign or whatever you do, fucking whatever do that. I, but like that that kind of seems stupid to me but yeah um the the music doesn't wouldn't have wwe owned the the rights nope. to the fucking so Boys music? I,
1: I remember fucking like 20 years ago watching like adult swim at like oh 30 yeah. or two in the morning or whatever yep. and seeing like commercials that had like the the hardcore holly the back you know the yeah the, the um and like the, the the Hardy's music, like there there were a couple very generic themes WWE used that are like iconic. I don't want to say open source, but they're basically open source that like you know people people could use for other things. So like um I, I remember seeing like it was like I think a commercial for the for a monster truck a monster truck rally. <laughs> um nah. that incorporated the hardy's music and i'm like Sunday, sunday wh- are the hardy boys here what's happening so like, <laughs> the, the, the minute that i that that, that i heard that jeff Hardy's gonna come I'm like oh they're probably gonna get that stupid old fucking hardy boy music it, to be honest jupa, that jupa, was jupa, jupa. that's probably the best thing that they did the, oh, this wow. whole fucking scenario like, this whole, this whole fucking thing, this this that's great. probably the best part of it is that they got the Hardy Boys music, like, Be- because I- it is iconic. Man, I, I I
0: don't know what could piss beef off more than Jeff Hardy returning. Like, Pat. I- Pat
3: oh, I'm sure I so, could think of a couple things.
0: So, like, so, so Pat, you are vehemently, like, horribly against this. 1,000%.
2: yep
0: (laughs) he had to muster that over the the sound of vomit and disappointment
1: the like and this is the man who sends us a question every single week this is another wrestling historian it is no joke that the two wrestling historians are absolutely over our fucking heads on this because it doesn't make sense
3: the only the only thing that makes sense about it in my opinion uh, trying to uh, trying to see it from all sides is the fact that he came to save his brother because his brother got turned on uh by private party and uh and Andrade. And okay, from from a storyline perspective, yeah, that makes sense. Cause who's gonna come save Matt Hardy? Who really has a, any sort of investment in Matt Hardy at this point in time? Like you know what no, would have been no, a great no, on, drone. On, Nope. Okay, yeah, that would have been good. But uh, the the drone.
1: No man, Sammy Guevara. Him and Sammy Guevara had some fucking wars uh last year, a couple eh. of years ago during the pandemic. Like how fitting would that have been for Sammy to come out? And I and I understand that Sammy had his own thing that well, he was yeah, doing but... later on in the night. So like that yeah, see, I, I get it, but
3: like see, that that to me would well Okay, I guess I, would, I was just almost uh kind of argued my own point because I was gonna say I don't know why I don't know why Darby and Sting came down. Uh, whenever they were part of the team, but with uh, along with Sammy, that just beat, uh, you know, Andrade, Matt, and Isaiah Cassidy, just you know, uh, at Revolution. So I don't know, you know why, why? Darby, I don't know because, why Darby's, Well, because Darby and Stinger are super uber face.
1: To Poot's to, to point, that would have been the only other thing that could have pissed me off more is if fucking Matt Hardy was getting laid out by six full-grown tough adults and Jeff Hardy comes down and clears the ring by himself. Like, if Jeff Hardy came yeah. down, and a butcher, blade, private party, Andrade, and Andrade's little fucking weasel of a manager, if Jeff Hardy came down and cleared them all out by himself, I I, I would have had an embolism. Like, that would have been it for me. I would have been like, well, beef's going to the, beef's going to the big beef barn in the sky because I'm done. Yeah. I, yep. Oh, yeah. He, he I'm surprised he still didn't have a stroke over all this. Yeah. I, you know, it's because I could feel the winds of change coming. I knew it was going to happen. Would
3: you say say it was a whisper in the wind? Stop it.
1: (laughs) Here's here's to my point about him being a liability. This fucking dumbass, while he's still in his 90-day no-compete clause.
3: Is he still?
1: No. But when he was, said, I'm going to AEW. Not, hey, I'd like to go to AEW. Not, man, we'll see what happens. No, he said, I'm going to AEW. And everybody's like, huh? And Tony Khan's like, take that down. And he's like, my bad. I was saying that I wanted to go. And now WWE is looking at a potential lawsuit, reportedly, for contract tampering.
3: Oh, my God. Did
1: he... Didn't hit the fucking ring. And I was reading about a potential lawsuit. WWE was looking at for contract tampering. Because he's a dumbass. And I I get it. The best part about Jeff Hardy. Is that he's emotional. And he feeds on his feelings. And, and that's why people relate to him. But man. You gotta throttle that shit back. Because when you could potentially. Get somebody in trouble. For saying something that you can't say. Before it's time to reveal it. That's a problem.
0: I I just I, I feel like if we don't burrito here soon, Beef's going to have a fucking stroke.
3: Yeah, it's probably a good time to And
1: breathe, I'm so upset that we've uh, talked about fucking Jeff Hardy for so long that I didn't even get, even get to talk about Scorpio Sky winning the TNT title. Congrats to Scorpio Sky, the first ever uh, person who, who's held the tag team and the TNT title. Great job, Scorpio. Even though job. you're only going to have it for a week, still awesome job huh? that is wow. not wrong not wrong pat before well you pat, know what that's
0: that's. oh my god uh, stop like... wrestling over who's
3: talking right. no 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 hold on the the only <laughs> i was gonna say that that is a good uh discussion for next uh for the next episode because next episode is going to be riddled with a bunch of title change talk i am yeah, sure and that real riddled?
1: fucking joke Yes. So before before we, get, before we put this one away, Pat, wh- give, give us some, some last thoughts that you have right now, please and thank you.
2: Uh, you know what, AEW, you are that company, you are learning, and every time you step up the bat, you're not going to hit a home run. So, I mean, this thing with Jeff Hardy, you know, consider that your first strikeout.
1: A moment of clarity and a moment of zen said well. Thanks, Pat. Poot! Wrap okay. us up. Okay,
0: now that the negative Knicks are done talking, thank you for listening to the P3 Podcast. We'll do more <laughs> with our sponsors after uh, the next episode. Make sure you stick around. They're down in the description. You check them out for yourself. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Pat. You're the best.
2: Uh huh. Jeff Hardy sucks. <laughs> <laughs>